Confessing should be easy. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. This is Investing Should Be Easy. I'm your host, Alex Richwagon, and we have two shows in a row. That is great news because the last show, I was 238 days between two episodes, and that is really bad. I blame it all on my daughter, but I'm okay with that. So uh, last week, we uh, we started kicking off the show again. We went through a bit of macro. We're going to do that again this week. And we went through a stock pick, which I'm going to dive a little bit into. And then we're going to talk about some upcoming IPOs, one that you really know about and one that you really don't know about. And the one you don't really know about is one that's going to be like, oh, that one is really interesting and could be something I want to put on my radar within the next few weeks and see how it performs as it relates to another one that came out in the market about six months ago that's called Domo. And if you remember last week, we talked about segments within the market, trends, things around robotics, automation, cloud computing. Um, but that's what we're going to go through today. And uh, we're going to get started really shortly. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, send me an email at alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's alex.richwagon, G-E-N, at gmail.com. And we do want to introduce, we do have a guest today. Um, Kobe has, has agreed to join us. Kobe, um, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Alex. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to discussing all these interesting... And that happens to be what Alex was doing with the 200 and how many day thing? 238. Oh, my God. That had nothing to do with your daughter. Well, oh, maybe a little bit. A little bit. But anyway, so so let's let's continue. I don't know if the sneeze is coming out, but we can, we can go and jump into that. All right, so macro perspective. We're going to go through a bunch of topics. Um, take about five ten minutes, and then we'll go into some of the IPO stuff. IPO stands for initial public offering. It's when I want to sell my private company and I want to go public with it. I want to take I want to take other people's money in, and I want to grow it and scale it and do a lot bigger, better things. So that's what an IPO is. So we'll get into that. Real, real quick question about that: Isn't that really difficult to get involved into? It's it's difficult to get involved into depending on how much. Um, how much your portfolio is worth. You can get involved really early if you have site connections and there's a thing called a, um, it's like a preferred investor. It know, they know that you are worth such net worth, you can take the risk because IPOs are risky. However, once it hits the open market, it's free game for anybody. So with, with that being said, do ETFs get to... In IT, IPOs, or is no. that something they stay away from? No, an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, is completely different. Let's leave that over the wall. No, I didn't know if, if once the IPO came online, if it became, it can become a... It can be a part of an e ETF. Oh, but it's not it's not a single stock type of thing. No, an ETF is a basket of stocks. Like gotcha. A fund. Okay, good. Okay. So, so, so back to the thing. So if I'm really rich and I can go ahead and do that, how, all right, I get to go ahead and buy on the first day. What about that? How long will it take me before I can, if the average investor would like to invest, how long will it take before we can get into the IPOs? So I, if you're an average investor and let's say your portfolio is worth, I don't know, let's make it up 25000 Yeah. So let's, let's start with that. You're going to wait till it hits the open market. You're not going to be able to get pre-IPO pricing. Sure. You need to be an accredited investor, which um, there are certain rules. It'd be at least um, $250,000. Sure. Or... You can, um, so the way I do it is I have a brokerage account with Fidelity. Now, my brokerage account's not that high. However, 
they, because I've been an investor for a while, um, they give me access to possibly participate in these IPOs. So I've been watching them and kind of studying them and trying to learn so that way I, you know, not jump right in. So so what I'm trying to ask is this, is yeah. that if the IPO comes out, how long before the time it comes out to the average investor can get involved? Uh, same day. After oh, it hits the open okay. market. Okay, so you, you just won't get, so for instance. You don't, you don't, I, get, you don't get $25, you get the $35. There right? you go. So Got I it. get the pre-pricing. Okay. That's what but, I there's, but there's stipulations, like sometimes you can't trade it for 15 days. They look at you like a flipper and you got you to gotta play sure. in their rules. Sure. Okay. So anyways, going back to what you were saying about IPOs, I'm sorry to interrupt so much. That's okay. It's This is your nature. Um, so we're going to go into a macro and then we'll go to the IPOs. Okay. okay. That's the second part of the show. One of the big things that's hitting the news lately is Boeing. Are you familiar Ooh. with what's going on with Boeing? And Dang. their market capitalization, they've lost $25 billion over the last few weeks. Um, they're grounding fleets. There was some um, loss of life. There was some tragic accidents. And why this... Twice. Why this really hurts, and there's a downstream effect of the other people that are involved, is Boeing has like this super Boeing plane. And when people are thinking about their next orders, 80% of their backlog is with these old, these newer planes. Now, if people start getting scared, like Southwest or United Airlines or Delta, they're like, do I go to Airbus? Do I do something else? That so, can change the way things so, are, so the dynamic so you mean, stop. So you mean, you mean the comment that, that Boeing made, this is a simple solution that we should have no problem with. It does not matter. No, they've point. grounded a lot of their fleets. They're doing a lot of investigation. <clears throat> and they're taking apart these new sophisticated planes, which are supposed to be the new age of fuel savings, economy savings, give you bigger, lighter, faster. So so from what I've, the little bit that I've heard on there, they've not only, they've not only grounded the thing, but almost every country has grounded yes. their stuff. Yeah, and um, you know, as it as it as you think about it, this is more of a this is more than just Boeing. This can hurt global economy, it can hurt tourism, it can hit suppliers, consumers, um, airlines. And when I think really, about you really think that? Well, think about it in terms of this. There is a um, there's a there's a fund inside Fidelity. And I think about that fund. It's a select leisure fund. And the select leisure fund is the um, kind of a, it's not just it's non-discretionary so you have to put gas in your car you have to pay your mortgage you have to buy toilet paper this is non-discretionary i want to go stay at a hotel i want to go do things i want to go travel places okay but if i and then there again i'm not positive on these comments but what i heard was that the biggest buyer of these particular planes are having a problem is southwest and southwest said that it was not it was less than five percent of their total thing now is that something they're just saying to keep people off their head? Or is it, if it's only 5% of your total planes, then how much could this affect multiple la layers beyond that? So don't think about it like today. So 5% was not exaggerated. Think about tomorrow and tomorrow being within five years. Okay. And your pricing structure, your model, you put in deposits and down payments within Boeing. You're expecting these planes. You've got to put it up for like to get these information back. Now Airbus, which is their competitor, they might start getting loaded up, and if there could be a decrease, you know, supply and demand, could be a decrease in supply, which increases demand, there could be a tightening. Now if I'm a- Which raises prices in the long run. And then also, do I want to travel to Disneyland with my family, or do I say, eh, I might drive there, or I might go somewhere else, 
that's where I'm saying it could be a macro that we have to just keep an eye out for. Okay, kind of like kind of like um, the uh, the people who make tequila don't plan enough agave twenty years in advance. No, uh, no, they're they're uh, they've got enough bottles to fill tequila before okay. it gets going. Right, so. Two other ones. The other one that caught my eye is Dollar General and Dollar Tree. Dollar General is opening up nine hundred and seventy five stores this year. Dollar Tree is closing four hundred. And that's very interesting because if you go to Dollar Tree. It is actually a dollar. If you go to Dollar General, it's not. The difference being, though, is if I'm if I'm not mistaken, is that Dollar General is opening up food things, which is going, and that's what they think they're doing. However, because they're opening up food, which is bringing more customers in, their profits are going down temporarily. Don't know, but that's what I. There again. So we're talking about different angle. Hurry. Different yeah. angle. Different angle that I want to talk about. I think you're on track. And with the food portion, I want to talk about Walmart and Target. What does this mean for them? Because as Dollar General is expanding, Dollar Tree is shrinking. A lot of the um, so Target last year was up forty percent plus. Mm-hmm. Walmart up twenty thirty percent plus, and one of their biggest growths That's is tough. one of their biggest growth engines is food. You think about what Amazon's done with Whole Foods. How is this going to impact Walmart long-term, short-term, is could it impact their price? So it's not only think about the current story, but it's like how does it impact these other companies' divisions? Um, that's kind of the other thought process I was going through. Uh, so the way I'm looking at this, and I was actually, kid you not, I was actually thinking about this today. I'm driving into one of the uh, Walmart grocery store only neighborhood yes whatever it's called even the neighborhood ones now are having pickup sites <clears throat> where people are wheeling your groceries out to the car so convenient it's it it <clears throat> there was a and I, and I don't remember the exact uh, executive person that did this but somebody took over Walmart's uh, situation where they were trying to do the online marketing and then somebody realized they, they use, and, and they put a big big sign up in, in the offices. You can't Amazon out Amazon Amazon. You just you're not Amazon. That's not what you're doing. So, but they are Walmart, and they've done something that you and I are, are thrilled with. That is, I can order my stuff online. Go in, and somebody loads it in the back of my car, and I drive away. I've actually been like wild by some of those experiences. By the way, they offer organics, which the wife really likes that idea. They, if you're sitting in your car too long, sometimes they'll bring you a bottle of water. You really don't get out of your car. It's super convenient, and I've actually um, heard that Publix is starting to experiment with the same process because they're probably maybe seeing a little bit of market share, starting well, to deplete from what they do. Because again, I think about you know my situation. I got a wife, child, and another child in the way your time becomes more precious and you really don't want to sit. You don't take the pleasure of grocery shopping used to like you go pick out my fruits and stuff. I'll, I'll figure out what's if it's good or not. So you can take this a step further though. When I go to, and I order things online from other companies other than Walmart, even Sam's club, it is a pain for me to walk in to go in one line all the aisles send me to another line no 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 i'm talking about if i've ordered it in advance just like i would if it was a walmart yeah or even if i've ordered it in advance if it was if it was 
Amazon. Yeah. Did I order the right stuff? But if I, I remember you telling me a, a situation you went one time and you forgot what bananas? Something, yeah, yeah, bananas yeah. or something. And else. they brought it right out and says, "Oh, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it." That is service. And as long as Walmart continues that, they're going to out Amazon Amazon in a different way. They're and, gonna... I, and I think also the other piece that I've found as well, I haven't talked about this, was um, returns. Like very, very liberal. Very Amazon-ish on liberal uh, return policy. Hey, these things didn't work. Boom, credit. No problem. Here, Here's a coupon to keep coming back. Exactly. Really, really easy. Um, let's go on to another subject. Um, this one, somewhat related as far as the discretionary, uh, non-discretionary funds within um, day-to-day, toilet paper, toothpaste. Um, Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson is in, in the mail, or in the, um, the news, the mail. Um, they paid a $29 million fine because of asbestos that was linked to baby power. Okay, the t- talc, okay. For, so it gave a woman, she claimed, cancer, because she used the baby powder. They had paid $20 million, $29 million fine after months and months of investigation. Big picture, does that hurt their stock long term? Enough people found out about it. What's, what's their market cap? Um, <clears throat> give me a second, and I'll tell you that. So you, you tell me what you think. So, so I'm thinking their market cap is going to be well over $10 billion and they're going to pay $29 million in a fine. I'm thinking that is a uh, something that you say, okay, hey, we made some mistake. We don't know what happened, but we're going to correct it. Here's your $29 million. I want to say it's Go over like 50, 60. Oh, this, no, $365 billion. Billion. Not even close. So, 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 so we're looking at less than, what, what, what a tenth of a percent? Or, or <laughs> approximately? That yeah, they... it didn't make a dent, but it just caught my eye. I was just like, how could you let that happen? Um, yeah, twenty nine millions is just kind of a see I, pocket I, change. My my particular thought on that is that they, they didn't let it happen. You had somebody that was a look. I, I happen to be in the bug business, okay? Yep. And so whenever I look, what do you mean at, by bug business? Bug business. Uh, well, I kill things for a living. Um, <laughs> Talk about bugs though. Bugs, okay. bugs, bugs. Pest control is what, okay. I, what okay. I'm looking at. So so when I when we have insecticides out there. And we go to, we, they, they do tests on these, and these are what we call LD50s, or lethal dose at 50% of the test animals. Normally, these are going to be... I'm glad you tell me what LD50 is, because me and nobody else in the audience... Yeah, no, no, no. Means. So it's a lethal dose at 50%. So when 50%, you have 100 animals, when 50 die, that's the lethal dose. So what you have is, you'll go ahead and one particular insecticide, you may go ahead and give a, one animal or one rat... A, a little bit of this, and he drops dead. Yep. The other one, you go ahead and give five pounds to, and he says, please bring me some more, because it doesn't affect him at all. And that's exactly what's happening with, in this situation, is you had somebody that, for whatever reason, was allergic or had a reaction to this particular product. So they didn't eat the baby powder, we'll put it that way. No, no. Okay. But, but have we hurt... I mean... You haven't heard of something quite as bad since I think it was Tylenol in the in the in the seventies, which was tampered with. So you just don't hear stuff like that because they don't want. I mean, Johnson's baby shampoo. John, I mean, you think of these things like how much more safer and better. Do you, so I mean, you can actually you know shower with baby shampoo, put it in your eyes, and no tear free. Exactly, all that stuff. Exactly, um, it happens to kill fleas too if you want to wash your animal with it. But that's a different no. story. So the long and short is that that they don't have, or they they they're not in the business of making sure that somebody. 
but you had it, somebody who had an allergic reaction to it. And rather than like something like McDonald's when they got burnt with the coffee and said, no, it's not our responsibility, they said, we're going to take responsibility, we're going to take care of it. We're going to leave McDonald's by itself. Okay. Um, yeah. That, that, next, uh, so. next topic. And um, this was a twofold. I, I wasn't expecting the second part of this. And it's around one of the biggest companies in the world nowadays. Um, tremendous growth rate is Facebook. Um, they had they had two things that were tremendously in the, in the news. Um, one smaller than the other. The first one was they had a fourteen hour outage where people could not check, log in, do anything to Facebook, which made the stock drop three percent. I'm sure it rebounded. And but the other one, which is um, and which kind of goes into consistency within their their cloud solution, what they're doing online. The other one, which is a much bigger concern. Which happened last week was the uh, the shootings, and the thing that's really started to pop up in the news, which had a, um, it's kind of like you're in the bug business. Somebody in the bug business gets hit with something, and then all your whole sector starts understanding. Like they're across the board, so Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter, um, they all got impacted equally because of the shootings um, last week. They couldn't stop people because the shooter actually live fed himself. Mm -hmm. They couldn't stop the feeds from going out. And it's raised some very serious concerns long term as the company's strategy needs to evolve. Um, it seems that that's coming out. Um, Mark uh, Zuckerberg has talked about the, the company's strategy. One of their product officers stepped down. One of their very tight, high-level guys said they've had a difference in opinion on the future of the company. I think that their, their stock is definitely going to be, it's not going to be like growth up. And when I'm pointing upwards, I'm saying like 20% growth year over year. I think it's going to start leveling off a little bit, which could be a concern. And so how do we play that? Because if people, if privacy becomes a bigger issue and they're not worried about scale, they want to actually lock down the policy, lock down the platform a little bit more to keep people safe that could be something we should start thinking about from Facebook. Um, your thoughts? Okay, so so starting off with, with what you're looking at from the initial, first of all, it was, it was an absolute tragedy. And, and, it's awful. And it, was, it was horrid. Um, you, no more than you can keep somebody from making a phone call they shouldn't, then you're going to be able to make a video they shouldn't. Yep. Um and they, they talked about artificial intelligence. Um, and that, that's how I try to keep this stuff at. Keep the bad guys out. Artificial intelligence. Look for the people saying bad words, doing bad things. But it really talked about context. And okay, so, it's hard to understand. If somebody's got a gun in their back pocket, how do I understand from the intelligence model to so you stop got, it? You got two. <laughs> what's the, uh, that's my, the minority report? What's, what's the Tom Cruise uh, yep. show where they're trying to predict when something's going to happen? Yep. Um, that was so, a movie like ten years ago, but uh, very much ahead of its yeah, time. Yeah, so so going back to so, you basically had, uh, uh, from best they could tell, it was about four thousand views of this particular action. Whether it was at time of it happened, or would be like that, but within twenty four hours, they had closed down one and a half million um, uh, videos that were out there. They just cut them off. They stopped yep. doing it. Yep. I, there again, I don't know how many people are looking at this because I didn't find out about it until at least 24 hours later. Um, but I thought that was pretty impressive. They shut everything down as fast as they possibly could. 
However, to some of the government officials, it wasn't fast enough. Well, but okay, so if you're CNN or Fox News, yep. and something blows up, or better yet, you've got a school shooting and you have a, a helicopter in the air, you want that. And guess what's going to happen? We're not going to watch TV, but we're going to be doing YouTube and Netflix and all these other things, and they're going to give us our feeds live and in person when we do it. So this is actually going to be, this is actually going to be something we're going to see quite, I mean, you're literally going to watch your news live when it's happening, whether it's a bank robbery, if they do that. So let me give you an idea about one of the things I thought about to adjust and not slow down the growth model. But again, this I'm just these things are speculative. They could happen. Is you remember uh, ten years plus ago in the Super Bowl with the Janet Jackson incident with Tim, Timberlake on stage and he unmasked the the wardrobe uh, malfunction. Yes, the wardrobe malfunction. So one of the things that uh, just an idea to per, to keep their model intact in their strategy again see what they do with this what if there's a delay delay of 10 seconds to not be the first on scene that way it gives the automation the artificial intelligence and the bots to capture the stuff in advance okay shut it down so so at what point i like that but who's the one that's going to decide what they should and shouldn't see you made me think of um, Enemy of the State with Will Smith. They're like, <laughs> who's the who's watching the Watchers of the Watchers? Exactly. So those those are the uh, the big topics we want to talk about and kind of hit on them. Um, we're going to shift the show a little bit and go into the IPOs, initial okay. public offering of a public company. Um, one of which you're going to well know right off the bat. The other one is a little bit more um, under the radar, if you will. First one is Lyft. Very familiar with Lyft, Uber, um, those right. companies. Lyft is um, IPOing in about a week or two. Really? Really. Now, the reason I say really as in what the hell are they thinking is because of the, uh, the, the, the latest I've read is they're not expecting a major profit in 2023. No. Um, they're, so I, I give some statistics that I, that I was able to obtain um, by looking in the IPO and the prospectus. So the prospectus is... When a company wants to file for an IPO, they disclose their prospectus, and here's what the company's been doing over the last X amount of years, here's our financials, here's our mission statement, the whole gamut. Sales bullshit. Okay. So here's some things that I thought were really interesting. Um, They pointed out from a growth perspective and also a risk perspective. Growth side, um, the average car utilization today, um, globally, yours is probably higher because you own your own businesses, the average car utilization is only 5% of the time. What could people do with the other 95% and do is it really make sense to own your own car? The average car cost is around $33,000. So again, you're only utilizing your car 5% of the time. 89% of trips made to work is done by one person. So just no sharing at all. You're clogging up the roads. That works in the environment. And another one I thought was interesting. It was ride sharing only accounted for 1% of all transportation in 2016. I think it's lower than that, but okay. That was that was one that was 2016. 2019 maybe it's higher. I don't have the number on that. And the the bridge there's a connection here with some of the other car companies like Avis, Budget, Rental, like the companies that rent their cars is um, they talked about <clears throat> their future plans of using more automated cars, maybe using Lyft, you know, could they partner up with these things? 
it, it just opens up. There's a lot of possibilities in the future as our so as, as as things shift. And hold on one second. We'll talk about one of the challenges. Though you talk about the losses, they have no lack the major profits before this time. They may make a profit, but it may be like break even profit versus oh, it's, making a profit. Oh, it's gonna be a while. Um, the last three years, they've lost six hundred nine hundred million dollars annually. So what they're in the prospectus they talked about, which I thought was interesting, is with like the Amazon model. Amazon lost money for ten straight years. They were not after the quarterly what Wall Street told them to do. They were after a longer term approach. We're scaling. We're gonna keep investing in our business. We're gonna keep doing things. Lyft just went out and bought um, like a bike share different platform to increase their utilization and looked at boats and looked at other things of how can we keep expanding our scale so again lyft very well-known brand the stock price they're looking to raise um like 30 million shares times a price point around 65 65 is the ipo price it's something of if you were to go back 10 years ago you said what are the five companies you should invest with if you really just want to take off you list off Google, Apple, Amazon, you know, very, very easily. Will this be something we look back in 10 years and go, man, I knew I should have. I knew that was going to be a bigger thing. Well, it, it will be, for, but I don't think for the reason that you're suggesting. I, I, so when we're looking at the, the numbers, one of the numbers you throw out is we're only using the automobiles 5% of the time. Yep. Well, it, it really doesn't matter unless you're going to have somebody come in and drive your car for you or we deal with eventually the, the uh, technical things where we have self-driving cars. Yep. However... They've got some partnerships lined up, so... Well, but, but all the partnerships and everything else, until we can get a 5G network, it's not going to make a bit of difference. Because this, I'm sorry, the, the 4G LTE, which, which has two bars on it most of the time is not going to be enough to go ahead and run those cars from point A to point B. Um, if you have something like a satellite on every stoplight, which they have cameras on now, so maybe that's possible, but, but I just don't see where that's going to happen. However, getting back to your long-term perspective, the reason I would feel that, that Lyft would be a long-term perspective would be not because I think Lyft is going to be the... And, and again, Uber has already talked about an IPO, possibly later this year, if not next year, along with the other folks like but, Airbnb, and so it's they're going to have, but 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 a big market share later. Well, they may have a big market share later, or you're going to have somebody. Which here's where I think the, the money comes in. They purchase them, and then that company goes ahead and has. So now you were you were looking at somebody purchases Lyft and then your stock goes up because of that. I think that's more likely with Lyft than is they're going to be profitable and whatever. I, I think it's a it's a worthwhile small speculative investment oh, absolutely. In your portfolio. Absolutely, something less than five percent. Um, it's kind of the money that you can afford to lose. So you you, t you put it in there, you close your eyes, you wake up ten years, you're like. Wow, that was great. So, so this is a, a, a I think a show topic uh, for another time. But what are those companies out there that you just like I said, you throw that hundred bucks, thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks at? Say, okay, I'm forgetting it. I don't think about it. Blinders on. 
What are those? But that's not today. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a list of those. We can talk. Last week um, brought up Pivotal Software. Okay. Pivotal Software. Um, they hit on a lot of those macro ideas, and I didn't go into how exactly I said. Yep, I qualified. I liked. I didn't talk about that. We just talked about that. It's got cloud services. It's got analytics. It's software based. It's a service based model. Um, it's a small market cap around five six billion. It's got a lot of room to grow. Um, they support other companies' applications. So they're a support model for other companies. You're, that la- a, you're laughing about something. Now, isn't that amazing that uh, the small market caps are now five to six billion dollars? Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, it's just a, it's amazing that, that that is where the, 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 the economy has gone to. We're almost at a trillion dollars with a few companies. Oh, no, no, I know, I know. Nuts. So it's just, it's just it's absolutely crazy, and, and, and who will be the first to a trillion? But just to say a small market cap is $5 billion is, is great. I love it. Yeah. Um, it, it's a company that's found, and there's a lot of fundamental analysis that I look through. I know you're more of a technical analysis guy. I, I am. But um, you know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to, in, in future episodes, to go ahead and, and really go over. And you probably have in the past. That's my first time with your with this uh the podcast but i would really like to hear about the how you analyze things and and why you think things is a good buy or it's this or that and not just oh i threw a dart at the board and this is what i got um and i know that that you've had just remarkable results in the last 20 years with with your portfolio uh, but I'd like to I'd like to go into more detail of that in later episodes. Yeah, and I think um, a natural segue for that for you and anybody else, um, you know, definitely take a look at the book. Investing should be easy. Um, it's, you know, one of the things. Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Um, and you know, if you pick that up, definitely chapters in there around. Here's some ten ratios that I like to look at. Why I like to look at them. Um, we can get more in depth at probably a later date, but I think that's you know a good starting point. Good deal. So the other one, this is not on your radar. So you've heard of Lyft, obviously. Yeah. Another one you've talked that we want I want to talk about, which to me is like this could be a gem. It's um it's called A Light. A Light? A Light. And the stock symbol is A L I T. Okay. Uh you got my interest. What is it? So A Light, um, much smaller market capitalization coming out of the gate. They offer some of our key things. Again, take ideas. You want to think about the sectors where they live in. They offer service-based model, cloud computing. Okay, well, what's a service-based model? So think about Netflix. Okay. It's a service-based. They're offering you a service for a monthly oh, subscription. Okay. I got you. Okay. Monthly subscription fee. What What services do they offer? Or are they just a... a, a uh, uh, I don't know, to, to health services. I don't know. What, what are we looking at here? So they are an HR, human resources-based oh. solution. So companies like Workday, which is used by lots and lots of companies, they support Workday. They offer cloud-based solutions, analytics, as well as services. The main people they sign up are three- to five-year deals. Very, very um, attractive as far as financially. So I've got through the financials, prospectuses, a lot of things to check out. I think this is going to be a... Something to take a look at. Their IPO is literally within the next few days. Okay, so so are the all right. Let's face it. We're looking at analytics. Yes, we analyze everything. Even NASCAR will analyze. Okay, this particular race, we had seven cautions. We went to and, NASCAR and from human and resources. Our, but 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 you understand here a second. 
we have we have we have, we have uh, seven cautions throughout the race or 24 cautions throughout the race and the last one's on lap seven that tells me when i have to pit to get the best car the reason i say that is jimmy johnson's who is a seven-time NASCAR winner, which is insane. There's only two other po- people that uh, you had, uh, Richard Petty and, and Dale Earnhardt Hurt, Sr. That, that did that. Um, but he used everything was was basically, he took probabilities and did that. Does this company take probabilities with your HR and say, okay, this person is now, uh, we think this is going to succeed. This is going to last you for a long-term hire. This is going to... What is it that they're doing that, that is so incredible that they're getting these three to five year deals? So the hosted solutions, they are, they're delivering core, both human resources, payroll related services, computing all that data together to give you, here are the nuggets of what's going on in your organization. If you are in the C-suite and you're the one making the decision okay. for the company. So, so the definition of nuggets in this particular case is they are analyzing all those things to see if this person's worthwhile? It could be. Okay. It's, it's giving you a... I don't know if that's what's happening, but I'm just saying that's... If, if you've got some... Let's face it. Finding a great employee is, because I am in my own business, is huge. Okay? That is the... I mean, you look at anything you have, and that is the most important thing. What do you spend most of your time on? It's on, on, on definitely who's working for you so could you as a business owner let's say you had 50 employees let's just use that for a number could you could it help you as the business owner saying i know which one of my employees is most likely to leave the company i could analyze that predict it i could tell you which employee is paid the easiest with market rate competitive intelligence across their fields what degrees are they earning you could throw in that. You, there's a lot of different variables and data points you could throw in there to give so, you so, a better a better look over your company. What's so, the health? So, so the the bottom line would be with with a, definitely with a smaller company, if you could afford that type of analytics to know that you have the best per- and it's cloud based, so you don't have to worry about servers, you don't have to worry about all the hardware so, costs. So to let you let you know, I am very fortunate. I've had. My office manager has been with me for 20 years. I'm going to assume not analytically based. <laughs> years. No, no, no. Nobody was staying with me for 20 years analytically based. But, <laughs> um, but, but, what I'm, but if you can find some, someone who has that type of loyalty. I mean, this is a person up until recently that asked me, uh, oh, I put some money in, in the kitty for stamps. Okay. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, somebody just, that's still after, after, after. This is like the data on steroids, though. It's like, even if you could partner in, I'll just make it up. So, you know how um, some companies will do like bubble tests and how you perform? What's your, sure. what's your Myers Briggs type or something else? Yeah. Could you include that information in there? They support big, big outfits like Workday, SAP, Cornerstone, Oracle. Like, they've got a list of like providers they service. It, this one just caught my eye. It passed the initial research. It seems like the growth model's in place. Um, um, A-Light Solutions. If, if, if they have any algorithm whatsoever that helps, not not even 100%, but just sure. say 25%. Sure. If you could go ahead and increase your hires that would last for long periods of time and do great work. And make, you have a good, make sure you have a good hire. By 25%? Oh, my Lord. What's 10%? What's, you'd be what's, like the cost of, what's the cost of that hire? It's... So, so the how co- much time effort you put into them? They just oh, they laugh. So even with a small company like myself, yeah, you're looking at 
the the last really bad hire. I had I've had bad hires since then, but but the really bad hire, okay, cost me eighty thousand dollars in a two year period of time. Now that sounds like next to nothing if you're having a massive. But company. think about scale. Yeah. When you when you're dealing with 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 a five person organization, eighty thousand dollars is a lot of friggin' money. Yeah. So if I could go ahead and cut that down to say no, that person was not the person, and I had a better chance of doing that, and or a timeline that says if this doesn't happen, this being uh, good production, good outcome. Good. Okay, so we know that in seventy two days, we know one hundred fifty days, we know one hundred. Uh, whatever days, if this doesn't happen by this time, and they're gonna, I don't know if this is what they're doing or not, but anytime you have analytics that you can go ahead and really put on top of there, oh my lord, that is just an incredible thing that anybody's offering, and I've never heard of a company doing it before. So that's one that again caught my eye. I've been watching this stuff for about six months. Another one that came on the market, just to give you another idea that I had, which actually, um, if you think about what was the idea, how did it do? So let's kind of Go back to another one that caught my eye. Okay. I'll give you an example. Somebody called Domo. Dom, dom, domo. And okay. Do- so I'm thinking Styx's song Domo Oregato, no. Mr. Roboto. I no, mean- no. This is Domo. Um, domo, they are, you're the CEO. Okay. And you own a company that has 10,000 employees. Okay. This gives you an analytical view over every single major data point that you want to track your financials, your human resources, your operations, your onboarding costs, your marketing costs, all in one view that you're like, I know exactly how my operations are performing on a daily basis. Very impressive that they are able to grab all that information up. The company debuted um, in September, so we're coming up just over six months now. It opened the market in the mid-20s, low about 20s for the stock share. Today it's trading at 43 this is the one, again, that caught my eye. I've been watching it. I didn't want to jump right in. And it had a dip, and now it's up. It's over 100% from the market price. Okay, so so it had a dip. Well, I think we all had a dip of about 20%, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Yes, in December. So, so I, don't, I don't, I mean, if, if you were able to be up a Same type of, you know, model, service-based, analytics. You're up 100% about, after a dip? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously. why A lights caught my attention. So so I have I have to ask this. I mean, with all these different, we, we look at all the upsides to everything, and sure. maybe and maybe there's going to be something to the effect of uh, uh, in, in in later shows we talk about when they, this is maybe one you want to look at the downside of. Sure. Um, but but where do you? Okay, so you had a twenty. In this case, we had a. Mid twenties to to forty three. What would what do you put a stop at, or do you put a stop on something like this, or is it something one of these things where you put a low enough amount of money towards like you're throwing it at it says you know what it's if I lose it all I don't care. Now I can't imagine many people saying if I lose it all I don't care. So I'll give you three ideas. Okay. So I think I know where you're going with this is what's my exit strategy? Yes. Or do I have one? Or just I think about one. Um, when I look at investments, I always think about an 18-month horizon at the very least. Okay. 12 to 18 months. So I'll give you three different ideas that how I think about it. What, what do you project this company to be? Um, can you do that? So that's kind of the first question you ask yourself. 
But of the three ideas I'll give you is, let's say you put in $10,000 to Domo. Okay. It's doubled in price. You've already made back your $10,000. Take out half, let the less run forever because you've already covered your original investment. Okay. That's one idea. Two, make it a small enough bet of your portfolio. So if it's less than 5%, just let it run. Because you don't want to be the one that cashed out early on Amazon and it's up to $1,700 a share now. Let that sucker run. Um, there's a lot of really good books written by like Peter Lynch. Invest another tw- invest after it's grown 20% because you want to ride your winners. A third one is you can do a trailing stop, which is a soft stop. So you can say, hey, it's 43. Give me an alert. Send me an alert. You can put this in your brokerage account when it hits 35, when it hits 30. That way you don't have to watch it all the time. You're not in love with it. And you kind of just make a business decision going, let me know when it hits there. Because then it tells you, was this in the market dip? Like, is this a global economy thing? Is it a sector dip? Or is it a company thing? And you could make a decision from there. So those are the three ideas I would go with. So um, I really would like to hear your your analytics on all the companies and why you choose them. Because I think that's going to give not only myself, but uh, the uh, the listeners a better idea on, on what they're looking for to put those stops in place. Yep. However, one of the things you said that I'm totally on board of is you have a stock that doubles. Sure. You pay you pay whatever whatever how many thousand dollars you say? Let's just say let's say let's just say one thousand dollars. Sure. Goes to two thousand dollars. Take half off the table. That's an idea. You it depends it's a on your free risk trade. The reason why it's a hard question is everybody's risk profile. Mine is different from yours. I might have more of a tolerance for risk. I, mean, I can it's okay with me. Because I think about long-term projections. I've got a longer time horizon Here, on things. Here's here's what I see people that I've known for many years that, that, that say they invested in markets. And one of which was, and, and I have no idea where this is or where it's gone in the last 10 years. I have no idea. But one of which was Starbucks. And it went to something. And I don't know what the number was. And friends of mine bought it. Yep. And then it went down considerably, like 60%. And they still had it in their portfolio. And I'm looking at them like, what are you possibly thinking? Sure. Because the bottom line is, is that you're married to the stock. You say, well, it's going to come back. It's going to... No, it doesn't necessarily going to come back. Um, I'll, I'll have to do some more research don't on it. Don't get married to it. I mean, no. that's, the, that's the biggest God, thing. No, don't get married it's, to it. They're not married to you. So it's a business decision. So so, so there there is a... a and I want to say it's a can slim from um, Murphy. Uh, it's a, it, the way he analyzes things. Basically, he looks at the the leaders in, in there. There's a reason they're the leaders and that's who you invest in. I, I, like you say, you know, I, I, me, I, I'm not te- I'm not fundamental. I, I'm tactical. <laughs> I, I will look at, I'll look at numbers. I'll so look for at, the audience, what he means is okay, so, technical is charts. Fundamentals is ratios, analysis, um, you know, with the numbers, breaking down a company's financial, their balance statements, their income statements, and pulling apart the key ratios and understanding what those mean. Kobe's thinking about charts and technical analysis. It's a difference. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at, okay, something went up, uh, uh, say 100%. What's the most likely retracements? What's going to happen? I mean, wh- where are those numbers at? Where are the support resistance? 
And those are a whole we're going to have to thing. get into different shows. Yeah, and, and much much different than different, that. Different and topics. I and I don't want to I don't want to confuse your, your listeners with that. That's just how I learned to look at the market set. However, uh, Alex is really training me in other directions, so I'm, I'm I'm very interested in all the things he has to say. So I think that's a good place to leave off for today. We had a good macro perspective. We talked about some stock ideas. We brought up Pivotal again. And then as well as this PBTL, Lyft is debuting in a few weeks, something to keep your eye on. Stock symbol is LYFT, just like Lyft. And then also A-Lite as, uh, as far as solutions. Um, if you have any questions or comments about today's show, um, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. And that's alex.richwagon at gmail.com. You guys have a safe rest of your night, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.